All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sons of History podcast. I am Dustin Bass. And I'm Alan Joaquin. And we are very delighted that you are with us for this Midway weekend. That's right. Um, we, Alan and I, we are going to go see the movie Midway and give you our... Um, so, podcast listeners, just to let you know, we are doing a little bit different because this is the first time, one, that we're doing a movie review um, but two, this is the first time you and I will have ever seen a movie together. Just you and I. Just you and I. You know, perhaps you should buy me dinner first. Sharing our love together. See, I think I got up way too high on that. Okay, you ready? Sure. So, we're going to be talking about the Battle of Midway in general, but we're also going to be talking about the movie. We want to let you know, hey, was it a good movie? And was it a good movie just because the action sequences and the care and the acting was good? Or is it a good movie because it's pretty historically accurate? Mm-hmm. Now, Alan, I don't know if you've looked at any of the reviews yet, but Rotten Tomatoes has it at 40%. So mm. not looking good. But then again, Rotten Tomatoes is has become a bit of a joke. Right. Um, they gave Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, comedy mm-hmm. special, a zero. Yeah, they've become, and, ev- and, they've and everybody politi- who, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've become but, politicized. Very so. politicized. But everybody who went and saw it, as far as the audience goes, 98%. And then they, and then Rotten Tomatoes gave Black Klansman, like, like a 93, I think. And so yeah. it was supposed to be, I went and saw that movie. Terrible. Like, terrible and i was like and it was one of the one of the um reviewers were like this is a movie for our time like no it's not Mm -hmm. it was poorly done spike lee did a porous job i don't think he's done a good job of a movie since uh do the right thing and that was a long time ago what about that uh that uh x movie the x machina no, that no, wasn't no. What was what was that guy? Everyone was wearing the X uh, baseball. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Yeah. yeah, I heard that was a pretty decent movie. I didn't see that one. Uh, I didn't see it either, but I heard but it was it. probably good because it has Denzel Washington. Yeah, Denzel's a good. And Denzel is probably my top three. Yeah, it's like De Niro, Denzel, and Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's a good. <laughs> he's enjoyable. He's a good actor. Uh, but before we get into all of that, so don't trust completely what Rotten Tomatoes is saying. So I won't. Um, Military Times, however, gave it a bad review. So. Oh, did they? Yeah. So that's well, that's now, not hopeful either. Is it? Um, I remember the movie Pearl Harbor. Now I I like Pearl Harbor, but I thought it was kind of sappy. Uh, it wasn't as good. as I don't think it really told the story very well. It told the love story. Yeah, it told the love story. Which never happened. Which, you know, I'm not a big Ben Affleck fan. Anyway. Although I do He's like Kate Be- Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful woman. But uh, the movie Pearl Harbor was uh, not very historically accurate, but they did put some stuff in there. I, th- I like the fact that they put the Doolittle Raid, but mm-hmm. but they didn't... But that was like at the very end. Yeah. After they swamped us with all this i really didn't like the guy that ben affleck uh, acting yeah or lack thereof he's just not a good actor very good director ben affleck yeah terrible actor well i don't know so 
But I don't know if I don't know if you have you ever seen Glenn Gary Glenn Ross with Alec Baldwin? Everyone tells me I need to see it. Okay. That. Well, you have to see it. And if anything, just watch the just when I say with Ben with Alec Baldwin, that's what's funny. It's like yeah. he has like a 10-minute scene yeah. in the entire movie. Right? John Lemon's in there, um, uh, Ed Harris, Kevin Spacey, a few others, Al Pacino. But Alec Baldwin comes in, does his cells scene, like the the rough cells. If you haven't seen that clip, mm-hmm. you have to see it. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing, because me and my friend were talking about that scene. And then we we're also talking about the boiler room scene with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, I'm a millionaire. And I remember that scene being really good. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the Alec Baldwin scene from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And if you haven't seen that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you have to go see it. Very offensive. But you have to go just get on YouTube and check it out. And then I followed up immediately with the Ben Affleck scene. I couldn't even sit through it. I'm like, that is how different I, I like Alec, the talent level is. I like Alec Baldwin's acting. Uh, yep. In The Departed, between him and Mark Wahlberg. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> My mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's normally a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, he's so great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. But, so book and was, movie recommendation. Uh, do you want to jump to that, or did you? Yeah, have yeah, yeah. Else? All right. Book recommendation is going to be called, uh, and I think we may have spoke. We're talking about this before. Called Incredible Victory. Yeah. Um, great book on the Battle of Midway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was written by Walter Lord, or Sir Walter Lord. I don't even know if he was United. I don't know. I don't know. Good book. I was just it going really, off of what you said during the Kurds discussion we had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, um, well, I've read a couple of Walter Lord's books. He's mm-hmm. written about the Coast Watchers in the Solomon Islands. Highly recommend. Uh, he wrote about the Pearl Harbor attack, although I can't remember the name of it, but it's a very good book. And then The Incredible Victory, very good book. He also wrote a book called A Night to Remember about the Titanic, and uh, they made mm-hmm. a movie out of it. Called The Titanic? No, no, A Night to Remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was in the 50s. I think it was the first Titanic movie that came out. It, the, when it went down, it looked pretty realistic. Yeah? Yeah. I remember An Affair to Remember with uh, Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr. Yeah. You ever watch that? I think that was... Did what, you ever see it? Is that the New York... The yeah, Empire State the Building? Empire State Building. Where he's yeah. supposed to... He's supposed to... Or, no, she's supposed to... She's supposed to meet him. Meet him, him up he's there. He's up there, but... He's up there waiting. But she, like, get, she hits gets by, hit by a car. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. He's paralyzed. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, I saw parts of it. I didn't. See I saw. Like, how could you not see it? You just told me the entire movie. <laughs> you skipped to the Empire State Building scene. Well, no, I was think flipping the channels. It was back in the days when we had, you know, we flipped. Okay, your dad telling you to go. Yeah, go change. Dad, I was yeah. the remote control back in the seventies. It was a good day. Yeah. Anyway, so incredible victory. It's a very, very good book on the Battle of Midway. Okay. Now. Uh, for my movie review, since I have not seen the Midway movie yet, mm-hmm. there was a movie that came out in uh, 1976 called Midway, and it had an all-star cast. Are you going to go? I'm going to go through. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Don't give the Charlton Heston. Yes. Charlton Heston, one of my favorite That's actors. Fine. Henry Fonda. James Coburn. Uh, Glenn Ford. You had Hal Holbrook. Uh, Robert Mitchum, Cliff Robertson, Robert Wagner, uh, ah, Mr. Takagi. Okay, from move, Die on, Hard. move on. Mr. Takagi from Die Hard's in it. Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Takagi. He Mis- dies pretty early in Die Hard. Yes. Christmas movie. 
Yes. Best Christmas movie, I think. Yeah. I, I, I try to watch it yeah. quite often, yes. Uh, yeah, so Mr. Miyagi from um, from uh, uh, The Karate, Karate Kid. Kid. Uh, he's no, in more. It. Huh? no more. No more. No more cast. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No oh, more cast. Dabney Coleman, Eric Estrada, a young Eric Estrada, and a Chips. young Chips. Tom Selleck. Okay. Before he had the mustache. Anyway, okay, so that's... Uh, then that's not now, Tom Selleck. It's, now... Well, you know, in there friend, was no in friends. Th- in friends, he did sh- at one, in one of the. Uh, episodes, yeah, he, he shaved. He it shaved off. it off, and he looked weird. Yeah, he sort did. of like um, the guy from Jeopardy. It'd be like Joseph Stalin not having a mustache. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to look at him. I have his picture on my wall. No, I don't. Yeah, that was for the viewers. Okay. Anyway, um, so what was I? Movie. Oh, yeah. Was so, it any okay. good? Uh, it, it's all right. It's not. The best movie, and and actually, you will see. You're like watching it. If you had seen Tora Tora Tora, you're like going, "That's from Tora Tora Tora." They they spliced a lot of scenes from Tora 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 into this movie. They got kind of lazy, but it does tell the story. Like these scenes from it. A lot of scenes from Tora Tora Tora. They spliced it and put it into Midway. Like they were able when, to get away with that. Did well, I noticed? But. Well. I don't know why they did it, but uh, you That's know funny. it's it still tells the story of the battle. So, okay. and and I, you know what? I'll tell you this: uh, I, I I do uh, critique the Pearl Harbor movie. Thought it was kind of weak, but it does tell the story of the attack on Pearl Harbor. That movie did tell the story of Midway, which needs to be told, and and this is what. And, and I'm going to get to this later on. This mm-hmm. is one of the things that it's a big deal. The movie, the 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 story, the Battle of Midway. It's like Ron Burgundy. It's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. It's yeah. one of the most important battles in American history, mm-hmm. in world history, in fact. Yep. So, anyway. Okay. You done? Yep. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, my book recommendation is a book that I finished not too long ago, probably about six months ago. It's called 12 Rules for Life. Uh, It's written by Jordan Peterson. Uh, This book was pretty mind-blowing. And I listened... Well, I haven't listened to Jordan Peterson in in quite some time because I think I just binged on him for for so long Mm -hmm. um, that now I just... I think I, I got a lot of what I needed from uh, listening to him but this book is really enlightening it discusses a lot of issues that you may find within yourself um, that you can't figure out uh, maybe why you're like a certain way or why somebody else is a certain way or why society is a certain way this is um, a fabulous book to read um, the the insight that he gives just from religious perspectives um, and not just psychological perspectives, but also psychological perspectives. Um, He gives as a uh, psychologist, uh, he gives a lot of his experiences dealing with patients and, and the way that they think and, you know, the way that they maybe feel about themselves, really good book. But he also, like I said, brings in a lot of religious and primarily biblical, um, perspectives and utilizes uh, scripture uh, throughout to bring his point across. Now, he's 
he continues to say whenever somebody asks him, hey, are you a Christian or whatever? He's like, I keep that private. That's something that, you know, whatever. That's fine. Um, but he also gives some Walt Disney movies, like the old movies, like Peter Pan, um, Sleeping Beauty, and I think a couple of others. But he gives like, here is the actual psychology behind what those stories meant. Um, and it's like, wow, that is... That's, I'd never even thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, definitely check that book out. And I think I think it's one of those books that can be life-changing for you, for the better. Um, movie recommendation, I told you the other week, I think it was, I think it was during our last discussion. World Series just finished. Struggling with that. Try, can't get to sleep. So I got the black and white movies. Sherlock Holmes. So the first one that I ended up watching, his most famous story, Hounds of the Baskervilles. Or Hardy? No, wait. I'm thinking of something else. Hardy Boys? I was thinking Thomas Hardy. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. All right. Sir Arthur, Sir Conan, Arthur Doyle. Conan Doyle. Yeah. Wait, Hound of the Baskervilles is a... Uh, Hound of the Baskervilles is, a, is one uh, of his famous books that he wrote. You know, I was thinking of Tess of the Durbervilles. Or Tess of the Durbervilles, yeah. yeah. That's uh, see, that's the that Thomas brings Hardy. back memories. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't uh, we, we were forced to watch it in high school. Really? But it had that uh, that model. I forgot her name. The one who had the snake. Natasha Kinski or Nicole Is Kidman? It? No, no, no. Like it was like <laughs> Natasha. She's some Russian. Natasha Natasha Kinski. She famously posed naked with a snake. Oh, okay. I have to look at that. I have to try to find that. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Sure. Uh, just take the filters <laughs> off when you do a Google search. That's right. <laughs> Naked woman with a snake. It's a very boring movie. But very Hound boring. of the Baskervilles. So that Hound is, of the Baskervilles. A, uh, this is the the, the the Basil and Nigel right. um, versions. It's the black and white versions. I think it was sometime in the 40s that mm -hmm. they, they shot these films. You know Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote enjoyable. the original Lost World. Did he? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. All right, well, that was my book and my movie recommendation. Personal complaints. What do you have Actually, to complain I, about? I have a couple of them, but I will uh, I will deal on this subject matter because I was going to mention something about Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I should talk about that or the way history classes are not really being taught significantly. I want to do, I've, I've got, I want to do the church's chicken. Okay, the, do the, the church's chicken. The Popeye's, there you go. Popeye's chicken. People, what is wrong with you? It's a, okay. <laughs> Microphone's right there. <laughs> All right. I keep hearing about people beating each other up, people getting stabbed, people getting murdered. Not because of the chicken per se, but because... Someone will cut in line and someone's like, hey, what are you doing? Or the lines are long. I don't know. But people, come on. Hold on. Is there actual violence taking yes, place yes. from all of this? Yes. The videos are, are coming out. There's some dude that was getting beaten up. Um, yeah, people are that's getting bizarre. into fights. There's, <laughs> there's this one guy that's like holding a woman up and then he, he body slams her. Yes. Because she cuts in line? I, I don't know what she did. Now, now, here's the thing. 
a lot of people are going to be quick to go after the person who who body slams who body slams right. the yeah. the person or attacks somebody. First of all, that person who attacks might have just been pushed to the point. See, and, this and is what worries me about you continuously saying. No, hold saying on, hold on, hold on. Somebody keeps on. getting pushed to the point. Yes, I think I'm, I'm you gonna... are preempting. No, no. I think you are preempting your own behavior. No, um, the problem I have is before is that you it, flip there's, out. There's a there's two sides to the story. I, I'm not suggesting people retaliate, but what I'm suggesting not. is is that that first person who may have been attacked, they. M- very likely are doing something to piss off other people, which is why the other people are attacking this one person. All right, so my complaint, if anybody, people who know me know that I do not do one of two things on the road. One. Read? I don't read on the road, but that doesn't, that's not included. One, I never pay for parking. I will go out of my way to not pay for parking. And two, I don't take tolls. I'm not paying to drive. My taxes have already paid. My fair share. You know, I took already the, taking it out. I took the toll to come here. Well, congratulations. You're not me. Forty five. And I'm not you. There was an accident on forty five. Fantastic. There's always an accident on forty five. Uh, but I will not pay tolls because one, this whole this scam called Beltway Eight mm-hmm. has been paid for. Beyond being paid for, I like agree. it is paid for itself multiple times over, and they have the audacity to not just continue to keep charging you, but to con- continue to increase the price of the toll. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, and there's traffic on it, and now there's traffic there's, on there it. There is traffic, and it is such a freaking joke. Like, get rid of the tolls, it has been paid for, that's what it was supposed to do. You pay for it through tolls and whatever else, and then you get rid of the tolls and Wait, it's a freeway. Are you saying government entities have lied to us? I don't think so. I don't wanna I don't wanna put that on them like that. Then I'll say it. Yes, they lied to us. So that is my complaint. I can't stand it. I don't take tolls. I also don't pay for parking, but the the toll the toll system is such a freaking scam. I remember going through New York City and having to pay like five bucks just to get on the George Washington Bridge. I'm like, this is this is such a joke. And I'm going half a mile and I got to pay five bucks. I, sh- I should have walked. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to head out. We're going to go watch the movie Midway. We're going to come back on Facebook Live and we are going to do a quick intro, let you know what we think about it. And then check out the rest of the episode, the podcast episode, and see what we have to say about the Battle of Midway. Um, a lot of information that you'll want to know. All right. We'll see you all later. All right. We are back in action, ladies and gentlemen. That was an actual break in time. Alan and I just got back from watching the movie Midway um, about the Battle of Midway. And... Yeah. We're going to give you our review of the movie and then also go into detail about the battle itself. Do you want me to go yeah. on what I think first and then let you take it away? Yes. All right. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was um, I thought it was slow-paced enough to give you the timeline story. Yeah. 
it wasn't a movie that was just trying to get to the final battle scene and sort of cheapen the movie. Correct. You know, to where it's like, okay, we know the only reason that you're going to be watching this is to see things blow up. And they gave a, a good number of storylines, not Pearl Harbor type of storylines, like actual storylines from the intelligence uh, mm -hmm. perspective, yeah. uh, from the Japanese perspective. Um, actually a couple of admirals perspectives. So that was, that was pretty neat. Then you have perspectives from the pilots, the American pilots and the American, um, admirals. So I really, I enjoyed how they sort of brought everything together and Washington DC was in the background. You never have to experience the, you know, the bureaucracy or anything like that. Right. You get just like a little whiff of here's what they're saying type of thing. It doesn't get into that, which I, I thought was nice. Um, the acting, I thought some of them were really good. I thought some of them weren't that believable with their accents. They were trying to make it to where it was, it was 1940s. All right. And your lead actor, I forgot the guy's name, but he's British. Um, the, the Dick Best guy. He's British. And I really wasn't believing his accent. That's a British actor? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, he he covered up his British accent, right? Well, I mean, he kind of reminded me of the accent uh, that uh, Andrew Lincoln gave us as uh, Sheriff Rick Grimes. You know, kind of that Southern drawl. Yeah, tough and, guy. But I wasn't sure if he was going for Southern drawl or slightly New York, as I, I, I it felt like it went back and forth. So mm -hmm. the acting was good. There were a, a number of moments, and I guess from a writer's perspective, like it just there were some moments that could have been more emotional, could have been more tense, and the acting could have brought it across a little bit better. Um, but overall, and then obviously everything is CGI. Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't think that there's one real ship, one real plane in there. Um, and you, you can sort of tell, but it doesn't take away from the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you agree with that? So I think the CGI and the special effects and everything was really on point. It was really good. Um, really got you intense. The, um, the bullets flying at, at just all the bullets flying at the, um, at the pilots just, mm -hmm. and the dive bombing was, was some really intense moments. Like you could feel the tension. And I think they, they brought that across really well. Um, also another good part was the sound. I think whoever was doing the sound on there was bringing everything together from um, what's going on in the cockpit, the just sort of the what is the flak exploding mm -hmm. around them, um, and and just the cannon fire uh, coming up. It was really really well done, um, and I I I liked the movie. I really enjoyed it. So okay, all right. Did you hear anything that I said? Yes, I did. I was actually communicating with some of our uh, 
some of our listeners. Okay, so, awesome. Um, there were a couple of people who were having trouble finding us. Uh, Tim, well, here I we hope, are. Uh, <laughs> hope you can find us. Okay, my review. Uh, I very much, very much recommend this. I don't know what's up with uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, they should change their names to Rotten to the Core. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, I was mean, it, I was going to reference the Rotten Tomatoes, but yeah, yeah. Well, I like, mean, go for it. Was it Saving Private Ryan? Was it did it have a, a climactic uh, scene where you know something you know like uh, the Sixth Sense that you didn't see coming? Yeah. No. Um, right. But in terms of historical accuracy, um, there were a couple things that I noticed that were I was like, eh, you know, the 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 scene where Yamamoto was discussing. Uh, attacking Midway so early in the game, mm-hmm. um, I, I have not read anything that showed that Yamamoto that was, that was targeting one of his end goals. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. The only thing that I know of is, is that Yamamoto had targeted Midway only after the Doolittle raid. And I was very happy that they showed the Doolittle raid on here because right. yeah. that was a significant factor uh, for the reason why the battle took place. Mm-hmm. Um, the Doolittle raid and. and we were pointing out, we saw Dick Cole on there. Lieutenant yeah. uh, Colonel Dick Cole was one of the, or Colonel Dick Cole was one of the men that we interviewed. And uh, we may have been the last ones to have an interview with him. Right. Uh, that was uh, less was, than a year yeah. ago. Less than a year ago. It was on Christmas uh, of last year. We interviewed Correct. him. And he passed away in April, right? Or uh, March or April yeah. of this year. And they did mention... I think it was March, yeah. They did mention that he passed, or, or that the last Doolittle Raider passed in uh, 2019. And yep. we were like, oh, really? hey! hey, that's our that's our friend. That's our guy. Um, so I, I'm glad that they showed that, because that was a significant moment mm-hmm. in our history. Um, and I, I did like how they really, I think the writers did a good job of expressing the, the seriousness of the situation. Like... Um, Guys, we are we are in a bad spot mm-hmm. right here. Um, and one of the things that I, I did notice right at the beginning was the attack on Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good because as a viewer on the movie, mm-hmm. I felt like it came out of nowhere. Which is exactly how yeah. it must have felt at the moment that they attacked. Because all of a sudden they're having this conversation and then just boom, you know, they're, you know, the, the Japanese are flying over and, and bombing and shooting up, uh, ships. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a really good, um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a nice touch. It just came out of nowhere. Now, another thing that I, I, I really liked, and I was actually surprised that they were doing that. We were discussing this on the way back here was that, um, after Pearl Harbor, from, from between Pearl Harbor and the Battle of Coral Sea, there was not a major uh, U.S. military, a naval military engagement. So Halsey did conduct um, uh, raids on some islands, mm-hmm. and, they, and they showed the Marshall Islands raid. Yeah, and I thought Dennis Quaid, uh, he he portrayed He's good. He, he portrayed Halsey pretty well. Yeah, and and Woody Harrelson portrayed uh, Chester Nimitz. That he was surprisingly pretty yeah, good. He was good. Yeah. He was good. So So yeah, I mean Dennis Quaid um and um and Woody Harrelson were good. Uh-huh. The guy who played um in a very very short um, very short part but um the Doolittle 
raid. So yeah. Jimmy Doolittle, I thought he was he played a really good part. Right. Even though his part was very short, also right. like in reality. Right. And um well the what I was gonna mention was that but when, I think when they the bailed guy, out mm-hmm. when they bailed out, that was historically accurate. Yeah. They were in the middle of a rainstorm. Dick mm-hmm. Cole told me himself that's right. That they were in a rainstorm and they had to I bail that out. That was very good. Yeah. yeah. And and it, and you could see who Dick Cole was. He was the tall skinny one with the mustache. Mm-hmm. And that that was him. I was like, well that's Dick Cole. And there he is. And yeah. he was in the the cockpit with uh, He's, he Doolittle. he was uh, the co-pilot. He right. sat right next to Doolittle. Um, and I thought the guy who played um, Leighton, the intelligence officer, was very good. Yeah, he was. I think I think he played a, a really good role. Now, the only disappointment was that they didn't show Admiral Fletcher. Now, Admiral Fletcher was in charge of the. Um, uh, he he was really Spruance's uh, commander. Okay. Um, the thing about Spruance was that Spruance was one of the luckiest most successful admirals in the in the Pacific War. So the big admirals you had you had Nimitz who was above and right. then you had Halsey, you had Spruance and you had Fletcher. Mm-hmm. They didn't show Fletcher. I thought they should have showed him because okay. he he played a major role in this battle. But mm-hmm. Spruance was, you know, he was a destroyer commander. Fletcher recommended him and gave him, you know, Put him in charge of uh, carriers, and he did a, he did a very good job. Yeah. Just great tactics, very great tactics. Speaking of Chester Nimitz, um, I think I, I liked how he was introduced. Uh, yeah, he sits down and good. he's like, "Man, I do not envy the guy who takes that position." Yeah. and the guy's just like, "He's like, is it me?" <laughs> he's like, "Welcome <laughs> yeah. to the hardest job in the world." I, also, Chester Nimitz, much like Shiner, Texas native. So. Fredericksburg? I think he's from Fredericksburg. You I think uh, he's from Fredericksburg. I I haven't, haven't had, you have a book on him or anything? No, I don't. Oh, you know no. me. Um, I don't have as vast a library as as my counterpart here. Uh, you're exaggerating just a bit. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm no, not. No. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, anyway. exactly. Uh, you know, the books are kind of like pouring out of my closet and... Well, you can always pour them in into here. Yeah, I could, so. but well, I did give you the text scene, Elliot. So. Yes, you did. Uh, so, what else about this movie? Anything else about this movie that you wanna you wanna point out? Um, it, it, I'll tell you this. Um, I've seen previous Midway movies, um, the Midway of uh, nineteen seventy six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought this was more historically accurate. I thought I, I really liked this movie. Yeah. If you if you like history movies you want and you want something accurate you don't want some of these based on yeah these events. and that was something that we were worried about because yeah. it said this is based on uh yeah, like a real events event. or something right. along those lines and we're like okay yeah. we thought we were afraid this is going to be another pearl harbor but yeah. but it it wasn't it was the we meant we see, mean like the movie yeah. Pearl Harbor, not the actual yeah the one attack with, like the, we're gonna have to live through this again yeah the ben affleck movie but but this one, you could tell that they were dedicated to showing historical accuracy from the very beginning, yeah. all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> did they throw everything in it? No, but they didn't make it. They didn't exactly. make mistakes, yeah. which is what surprised and they me. Did, they didn't Hollywoodize it. They did not Hollywoodize it, and I I really appreciate the fact that they didn't. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, we want you to go see this movie. Yeah. And I, you and I were talking about this on the way back. They, it seemed like whoever the writers were went out and the director went out of their way to make mention of certain things, sort of like, um, sort of like the carrier 
mm-hmm. the carrier that was the Lexington okay. that was really badly damaged. No, no, it were, sank. The Lexington, uh, the Lexington was sunk at the Battle of Coral Sea the previous month. Which one was the one that was damaged and they had to do it in 48 York, hours? Yorktown. Yorktown. I knew Yorktown. it was a, yeah. an, an, an American Revolution battle. What do you have to understand? <laughs> Here's what you have to understand. But what I was saying is they went out of their way to ins- insert the whole conversation of this can be done in like three weeks. Yeah. And Nimitz saying, you have 48 hours. Yeah. Get it done. And they did. Now, what you have to understand is this. We were not a superpower in those days. Mm-hmm. When Japan attacked us in, in 41, we were not a superpower. We were isolationist, neutral. Um, the, war, the, the, the war in China had been raging since 37. Some say even since 31. But 37 was really when things got bad in China. Mm-hmm. In Europe... They had been raging, uh, if you don't count the Spanish Civil War, they'd been raging since September of 39. Mm-hmm. So Britain had already had their hands full. Australia, New Zealand were already in it up to their necks. Yeah. So when Japan attacked us, we were officially neutral. So we were not the superpower that we are today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were caught off guard. MacArthur was in the Philippines he knew that something was going to happen, but he was caught off guard. He was not prepared. Yeah. So we were getting our butts kicked left and right. The British were getting annihilated in Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong. The, the country of Indonesia today, back then, was a Dutch colony called the Netherlands East Indies. That was the goal of the Japanese. They wanted to capture the Netherlands East Indies because of their oil. We began an oil embargo on Japan because mm-hmm. they were killing hundreds of thousands, millions of Chinese, the rape of Nanking. Yeah. After the, uh, the Doolittle raid, they, they murdered, killed 250, I was told, up to 300,000 mm-hmm. people in China. And that's something that the movie pointed out, yes. too. Yeah. Yes, they, they, they retaliated against the uh, Chinese people, killed... Like I said, between two hundred quarter of a million people 000. for for not, a raid, not ratting out, yeah, you know those who raided, yeah, because mm. they they helped uh, they helped uh, Doolittle's men yeah. uh, escape. So, so we were losing, we were losing, we were losing. We had the one great moment with the Doolittle raid, um, and then and then in May, uh, Australia and the United States fought the Japanese at the Battle of Coral Sea. Um, we lost the Lexington, the big were the Lady Lex, and the Yorktown was heavily damaged. But we stopped them at at the Battle of Coral Sea. Um, It wasn't a it was not a decisive victory. In fact, you could say it was it was more of a Japanese victory in terms of we lost a big carrier, they lost a small one. I think it was called the Shoho or something like that. So they lost a small carrier. But so if you count them, we lost more. Yeah. But we stopped them. So then they knew something was about to happen. Mm-hmm. AF, and I mentioned that in mm-hmm. uh, The Sons of History. AF was something that came up, and they knew something big was going to happen. Okay, what is AF? Roach, Rochefort was the, the cryptologist. Right. Um, and I believe the machine is called the Purple. That was the, uh, that was the machine. Okay. Um, 
they knew something was coming up. So what they did was they decided to say that uh, the water treatment, um, converting salt water to uh, drinking water, had broken down. Mm -hmm. And they broadcast that. Well, the Japanese intercepted it, and they said that AF has a problem with their water treatment. So to Rochefort, they were like, okay, that, that's the, that is the confirmation we need that Midway is a target. The Aleutian Islands, which is part of Alaska, was going to be targeted first. That was the diversionary attack. Now, they thought, the Japanese thought that the Yorktown and Lexington had both been sunk. So they knew that the U.S. only had two carriers, the Hornet and the Enterprise. Mm -hmm. But because of the Doolittle raid, they wanted to annihilate and sink those, the, the fleet and sink those two carriers. Yeah. Because then they will control the entire Pacific. And if they capture Midway, they're only 1,300 miles from Pearl Harbor. They can... They can tiptoe their way you know onto the east coast onto the well they would capture the hawaiian islands yeah. and pearl harbor was our harbor in the yeah. middle of the pacific and all that's left now is capturing the west coast and i mean the west coast. the west coast, east coast. East coast. Jeez, well the germans were busy with the east coast right but, no but yeah but they could they could then attack the west coast now could they invade um I probably I doubt that they would probably invade the West Coast, but they would have at least attacked it. Um, they would have sent submarines. They mm -hmm. would have sent aircraft carriers. Why not? I mean, nothing's going to happen to them. Yeah. Attack the uh, West Coast, Seattle, San Francisco, mm -hmm. uh, L.A., San Diego. If and... anything, to like retaliate about Tokyo. Yeah. 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 Very much. So, um, so they did not expect us to be northeast of midway mm -hmm. they thought our ships were still at pearl harbor mm -hmm. so the aleutian island attack took place nagumo who with his four carriers now these four carriers were four of the six carriers that attacked pearl harbor now the zuikaku and the shokaku were damaged so they were they were they had not participated in fact i think they were they were damaged in uh the coral sea so luckily those Two carriers did not participate in Midway mm -hmm. because that could have turned the tide. Yeah. But the, the Kaga, the Akagi, the Soryu, and the Hiryu, those four carriers went to Midway. They thought, again, we only had the Hornet and the Enterprise. But 48-hour turnaround, they got the Yorktown out. Yorktown joined them. Mm -hmm. They thought they were still in Pearl. Illusions were attacked. Okay, now they're saying, now they are, they're going to come out of Pearl Harbor. They attacked Midway. Well, lo and behold, the American carriers are already there. They did not expect it. And they bombed Midway with, with, um, uh, bomb, with, with the, the type of bombs that um, explode on land. Incendiary. Not, I'm not sure exactly what they were, but they weren't like armor-piercing bombs. Armor-piercing is going to be meant for carriers. So they used bombs that were meant for land targets. Now... The uh, the U.S. they had B-17s, and a friend of mine, her father was one of the navigators on one of the B-17s. So you had obsolete buffaloes, you had wildcats, which weren't as good. They were good warplanes, but not as good as these Zeros. But the buffaloes were completely obsolete. You you might as well just use you them might as, as well ride a buffalo. Yeah, exactly. So 
they attack the Japanese planes, but all the buff, I don't know if all of them, but they, they were annihilated. Mm -hmm. Japanese came in, they bombed Midway, they flew back. At, and now at this point, we sent planes from Midway. They attacked the four carriers. And that included the, the, um, the B-17s. Not a single bomb hit the Japanese planes. Uh, I'm sorry, not a single bomb hit the Japanese carriers. But Nagumo was like, okay, Midway is still a threat. So he was getting um, land or bombs that were meant for the land. Mm -hmm. Well, then here come the torpedo planes from... Now, now we're going to spoil this for you. So if you don't want to know what happened <laughs> the in Americans the movie, do win. Yeah, we do win. But if you don't want to know what happens, you might want to cut it off from here. And in, in, in like the entire war. Okay, so... The Hornet, the Enterprise, and the Yorktown launch torpedo planes, fighter planes, and dive bombers. Dauntless dive bombers, uh, Devastator torpedoes, and the Wildcat fighter planes. Now, the, the Devastator torpedo planes got there first. They did not have air cover. Mm -hmm. Their torpedoes sucked. They only flew, I think, about 100 knots an hour, which is pretty slow. Yeah. Okay, so all three... Torpedo bombers, the, the 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 squadrons annihilated. I think there were maybe. I I don't know the number of the York of the uh, Enterprise in the Yorktown, but there were some survivors that made it back. But the Hornet, all of their planes were shot down. It was known as Torpedo Eight. Every single plane was shot down. There was one survivor. His name was Lieutenant George Gay, the only survivor. He's in the movie. And, and the way they showed him, where he was, he's got the uh, cushion on his head, Okay. historically accurate. That's exactly what happened. He was right in the hmm. middle of okay. the battle. He saw the whole thing. And they showed it in that movie. And I think he, uh, I think he went to A&M. I think he's, uh, yeah, he, oh. was, he was part of the Corps. So if that's the case, I have to look that up. But if that's yeah. the case, gig him, yeah. George Gay. Right. So he, he survives it. But he's the only survivor of the torpedo uh, from the Hornet. The... Um, the Enterprise and the Yorktown, I think they lost all but two, and the other lost all but one. I'm not exactly sure on that one. But while the Devastator torpedo planes are occupying all the Japanese Zeros, and they're attacking them and, and killing them all, the Dauntless dive bombers with the Wildcat air cover snuck up on them. So as they're completely completely occupied with these torpedo planes they didn't see the dive bombers coming now nugumo realized that these planes these torpedo planes that are attacking us by the way there wasn't a single hit but nugumo was saying that these torpedo planes are coming from a carrier these are not midway planes these were naval navy planes so he was like okay forget bombing midway we need to bomb carriers. Mm -hmm. So we need torpedoes and we need armor piercing bombs. So the crews were so were at that point busy. They had just loaded land-based mm -hmm. bombs on the planes. They now had to detach them and bring up torpedoes. So the the, the decks were full of bombs, gasoline. Mm -hmm. 
perfect. And that's recipe. exactly what happened. That's exactly what yeah. happened. So while you while the carrier was the 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 top underneath were full of bombs, torpedoes, gas, ammunition. Here come the torpedo planes. Yep, and it went up like a powder keg. So it said. Yeah. yeah. So they snuck up on them, and they they didn't see it until the last second. Yeah. And they came down. They did a good job on yeah. on on doing that too. I would like to know like who were all the historical advisors on that movie because apparently they, uh, they did a good job. They, they did a good job, and they yeah. had a, apparently a lot of people saying, "Okay, here's how things went." Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What was what was the significance of winning Midway <clears throat> for, for the Allies? Okay, 1942. The Axis powers, which the the big three were Italy, Germany, and Japan. There were smaller powers also. Mm-hmm. You had Finland, uh, Slovakia, uh, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, um, uh, Thailand. Yeah, but but their hearts but, but, really weren't in it. Well, the 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 point is is that. They, the Axis powers were winning everywhere. Mm-hmm. They were in in North Africa. Rommel was advancing. In... Here's something that I did want to want to point out. Because speaking of, they were winning everywhere. Mm-hmm. The Germans and the Japanese tended to rely a lot on the element of surprise for a lot of their victories. Correct. With a lot of the surrounding areas, with with Germany just going in and just like. Taking a lot of these countries by surprise. Well, Blitzkrieg is... Right. And just, yeah. you know, taking out a country, right? right? There was no... You know, the other side was just, like, not prepared. Correct. Much like what the Japanese did mm-hmm. um, to a number of countries, including ours. I just found found that just, like, they had this element of surprise. So if there's ever a question of, like, who started World War II, well, the ones that are taking out all these countries by surprise. So I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I found that just. Well, the, 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 the thing about the Blitzkrieg is you control the air. Once you control the air, you're going to win the war. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why Germany was able to capture Poland so quickly, how they were able to capture France so quickly. Um, you know, the, the Germans spent four Four years, a little over four years, trying to capture France, and they, and they were not able to do it. And yeah. from nineteen fourteen to nineteen eighteen, but uh, yeah, with the element of surprise, where uh, where you attack the air forces, your opponents, and once you have control of the air, then your forces. Uh, Israel did the same thing in nineteen sixty seven in the uh, Six Day War. They mm-hmm. annihilated the Arab air forces, and after that, they had complete control of the air, and they captured. Um, that Sinai was twice the size of Israel, and they captured the Sinai in three days. They captured the West Bank in three days, and I think they captured uh, the Golan Heights in a couple of days. Um, all that in six days. Now, the Golan Heights is that where the the Golden Girls live? Uh, no, you're thinking of the Golden Gate in Jerusalem. Oh, yes, I yes. thought that was San Francisco. Anyways, no, all no, right. no, there's a there's a. Um, you sure? I, I believe so. There's, there's a pearly gate. No, there's no. There's a lot of gates in in um, Jaffa Gate. There's uh, the Golden Gate. Beautiful. Yeah, I need to see it. 
Well, we're talking about Israel, so I'm thinking. I know we jumped into. Yeah. into but anyway, all right. So, all right. So, um, but the Soviet Union in 1942, Stalingrad, ha- Stalingrad had not happened yet, mm-hmm. but um, the Germans had advanced all the way. They were just outside of Moscow. Um, the winter kind of aided the Soviet army. Uh, but then in the, in the spring of 1942, the Germans resumed their offensive, um, and they, they were still on the offensive in 1942 in the Soviet Union. They were on the offensive in North Africa. Uh, they were uh, going into, uh, they, they had gotten out of Libya, and they were on their way uh, trying to capture the Suez Canal in Egypt. And the Japanese were on the march everywhere they they with the exception of the battle of coral sea they were unstoppable they they had earlier captured uh french into china uh, i think that was in in earlier part of 1941 it 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 was the the vichy government they just take it you know mm-hmm. they, they, there was nothing really that the vichy government could do and so they they took french into china but but then in 19 uh, right after pearl harbor they took hong kong and not not all in one day, mind you. But they took Hong Kong. Um, they they invaded Thailand. They invaded uh, back then. It was called Malaya. Now it's called Malaysia. And Singapore was part of Malaya. So they captured Malaya. They captured Singapore. It was, I believe, the greatest defeat that the British had ever faced was at Singapore. It was one hundred and thirty thousand, one hundred and forty thousand something surrendered. Yeah, yeah. Um, to a much and, smaller force. Correct. Yeah. So the British outnumbered them, and it began, I think, the longest re- retreat um, from India into Burma. I want to yeah. say, or um, was they, it Burma went, into India? They went. They went into Bur- the from from Thailand. They went into Burma, and then from Burma, they uh, yeah. they were attacking, and, and they captured parts. I forgot of how India. many hundreds of miles they had to cover. To, yeah, to get in the out. jungle, mm-hmm. and they and they went into India. Right. Um, they captured the Philippines, right? And that's Douglas where MacArthur, right, right? The Bataan he Death said, March. I shall return. Did he ever return? Yeah, he did. He did. Battle of Leyte Gulf. Um, but you had uh, Corregidor and Bataan. That, Bataan that, that, Death yeah. March. The Bataan Death March, and then there was a little I island of Corregidor. Around like twenty-five thousand. Not sure, but there were a lot of Filipinos died. who who fought and died with us. Yeah, the Filipinos and the U. You know, the Philippines were. It was an American colony at that time, mm-hmm. uh, but the Filipinos did fight with us. Colony or protectorate? Colony. Or... I mean, we own. It was part of the. It was a U.S. possession. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to think where the the, the the Netherlands East Indies. They captured the Netherlands East Indies. So, I mean, they captured yeah, they New were, Guinea. They Not were all of New Guinea. They were on a roll. They were on and a march. We had to Solomon somehow Island. put a stop to that, right? And somehow we did. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's why the battle who joined of us in in the in the battle of Midway? Anyone? No, that was a that was an American victory. Yeah, and so it, it was, was just such, us. It was such a great victory that um, Sir Winston Churchill, Prime Minister of Great Britain at the time, coined the phrase "an incredible victory," mm-hmm. and it was the turning point in the Pacific War. Mm-hmm. Prior to the battle of Midway, we had not. Won a victory, other than the Doolittle raid. Yeah, um, I mean they captured they captured American possessions, and that to Wake an extent Island. really wasn't a battle. It was yeah. just sneaking through. Yeah, bombing Tokyo. Right. 
each, uh, I think they had uh, either three or four high explosives and one incendiary. Okay. Um, so I think it was either like every 10 seconds. Yeah. So they had, yeah, every, they would drop four bombs every 10 seconds. That's why you have 30 seconds over Tokyo. So from the very beginning to the very end, 30 seconds. Okay. So three ex- high explosives and one incendiary. Mm-hmm. So each plane dropped four bombs. So no, it it really didn't create much heavy damage, but it was a morale booster. I mean, it thrilled the whole world. It yeah. made headline news throughout the whole world. And it was also what it was a country that had never been never been bombed. Well, never been bombed. Never even been um, had enemies on their on their uh, soil, more or less. Because um, remember, we I talked know, Chinese, about that. the Mongols. I think tried, but they, they tried, but they never they, got there. Yeah, they never come. So nobody had ever gotten into Japan. Correct. No enemy had that, ever gotten into. So I think that was a huge. Now we, we may be thing. wrong on that, uh, listeners. If any of y'all know for sure, and, and you can point it out, though, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, I mean. But um, as far as I so, as far as I know, because the Mongols never got in. No, I don't. They think tried. They, they tried twice, and the third time they were going to try, and then they decided to not try. Well, that's where the word kamikaze came in because there was a storm. The divine wind. The divine kept, wind kept yeah. hitting uh, the the Mongol mm-hmm. navy, and you know. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it 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 was a major victory. We, we were not supposed to win. Nope. But you know, save for the um, U.S. intelligence cracking the code, we knew where. We knew where it was going to happen, but they had they had better they had better planes. Now their 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 pilots were more experienced, but the Japanese Zero far better than mm-hmm. than our Wildcat. It wasn't until um, the Hellcat was introduced later in the war that we we had a better fighter for the Navy. Now the Marines had the um, had that Corsair, you know, the blue gull winged. Uh, if you ever saw the yeah, yeah, TV the, show Baba Black Sheep, yeah, or they, Black bend, Sheep they bend up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the, that was a good. The Marine had a, the Marines had a good uh, fighter plane, but yeah. the Navy had the Wildcat. But it wasn't until the Hellcat, mm-hmm. and we got the Hellcat because it was a Japanese Zero that crashed in, in Alaska. Yeah, and and they did reverse engineering on it. And wasn't it like I think it was Sir Tom Jones who wanted to replace the Wildcat with the Pussycat. You know, I know. Um, Come on, man. <laughs> you know, that was, I know a lot of people from Kansas. That was State. gold. I know people from Kansas State that won't appreciate that. No, uh, they won't. Yeah. So, or University of Arizona. There you go. So, any anything else we want to talk about? Other I mean, because I think we we covered the the movie and we covered the Battle of Midway. Um, I think just encouraging people, yeah, go check this out. Yeah, it, um, I, I liked it. You know, I it, enjoyed it, it. It's like it was. It's so as, stupid that. Freaking Rotten Tomatoes put a have has a forty, but but like I said before, we went to see it. Like it's gotten to the point where you can't trust what Rotten Tomatoes says, and I'm not trying to bash on Rotten Tomatoes because mm-hmm. I I still like look and see, but at the same time I look to see what their critics are saying, and I look to see what the audience is saying. Yeah, and typically if the audience is liking it, I'm going to like it, and I'm pretty sure that the audience is going to like this movie. Um, compared yeah. to whatever these jerks are, you know these yeah. these comedians that are now critics. Yeah, so. it's it, it. I don't know. I I loved Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. but but if you like Tora Tora Tora, but you that can't be the bar. No, no, no. But what what I'm you, saying but is, that's it's what I'm not, saying. It's like that. I yeah. think that a lot of critics are like, it's not Saving Private Ryan. Right, so it's not gonna right. Be. 
Listen, Jeez, Louise. If you want a movie that hasn't been Hollywoodized, that's that's accurate, and you can actually, if you don't, want, let's say you don't want to read a book on the Battle of Midway, which I recommend you do. Incredible Victory by uh, Walter Sir Lord. Walter Lord. Sir Walter Lord. <laughs> I highly recommend you read that book because it really goes into detail about a lot of things mm-hmm. that took place. But if you want a movie that is historically accurate, not 100%, mind you. Not but 100%, but very, might, very close. about and Yamamoto bit, and all that. Right. Yeah. It had a little... If you've seen the famous Tora Tora Tora, yeah. to me, it had a little bit of was, that feel yeah. to it because it was trying so hard and succeeding, I think, uh-huh. at trying to be accurate yeah. and, and give credit to a lot of the the people that were involved in the battle um and the the things that they did that you would never you would never hear about in mm-hmm. conversation right you would hear chester the name chester nimitz um and you would hear the battle of midway and maybe yeah and, and, okay yeah people would be like okay midway what is that yeah people don't know what midway is so you yeah. got to know what Midway is. Midway was one of the greatest victories in the history of the United States. Mm-hmm. It was the turning point of the Pacific. It was War. our greatest naval yeah. battle. I mean, there uh, was battle victory. There battle victory. You know, a naval victory. A naval victory in, in Europe. We were not on the defensive in Europe, mm-hmm. with the exception of maybe um, the Battle of the Bulge, very briefly. But in terms of what we did in Europe. Now, you got to remember, the Soviets, the Soviets, the French, the British, the Belgians, Norwegians, Danes, Polish, all these guys mm-hmm. were on the defensive for three years before we even got into the European theater. And that wasn't uh, until November 8, 1942, Operation Torch, yeah. when we landed in Casablanca, um, uh, Oran, and uh, Algiers. Three, play, three targets in uh, North Africa. One in Morocco, two in Algeria. That was the first time. Now, did we lose some battles? Yes, we did. Castrine Pass comes to mind. But um, we were not on the defensive. <coughs> the British and the Soviets did all that for us. But in terms of the Pacific, we were on the defensive. Midway turned everything around. Yeah. This has to be taught in the, in the schools. It's not... And if they do, they just kind of gloss over it like it was just just another battle. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of drama involved. If I'm going to say this. If you really, really want to honor our veterans who fought in the Second World War, this is a movie to see. Mm-hmm. And if you know any World War II veterans, if, geez, Louise, there's not very many left. I know, I know. Take him to go see this yeah, movie. Joe McPhail. Yeah. I know Joe McPhail. He was a fighter pilot at Okinawa. Yeah. Um, hmm. He's still alive. Lives in uh, Webster, I think, or Clear Lake. There you go. If anybody's out in Webster, go get Joe. Take him to go see this movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think that is going to wrap up the show. Uh, Alan, I know that you had a complaint about the chicken sandwich. Do you want to complain for just like a minute about the kid at the end of the aisle? At the end of the, the aisle, just chatting it up. Oh, having yeah. Having a full-fledged yeah. conversation during the movie. Yeah, you with know. With his grandmother, we, I assume. We normally have a complaint. and they're, To the left of me, these... How many kids were they? You always have a complaint about people to the left of you. 
<laughs> well, uh, no, yeah, driving. No, move. <laughs> I, I get it. Move on. Shut up if you want to sit and have a conversation. <laughs> no, Leave the don't theater. shut up if you want to sit and have a conversation. No, no. Just, just don't come into a theater. Just don't come into a theater. <laughs> if you want to have a conversation with someone. Yeah, it was Leave. It was bad. Right. This little kid, he was probably 10, I 11. I couldn't But tell. you're with a grown woman. You're, I would assume your grandparents. And this kid wouldn't shut up. And neither yeah. would she. She oh. was chatting it up the whole time. I was like... Hey, and luckily you were to the left of me. You were the sound barrier, so I wasn't getting a whole lot of it. And that the man was oh, right next it. to you, but it was just like nonstop. Well, here's the thing. I kept looking at the, the father or grandfather. I, I, I would just kind of like look. And, and I know he could see me out of the corner yeah. of my eye. That's a hint. That's a hint. I'm trying to, to be polite. To throw out the, shh, yeah. hey, why don't you... Uh... Why don't you go get some candy and yeah. stay out there? Stay you out. know what I did notice about that kid at the very, very beginning of the movie? What? At the very beginning, right as the movie was starting, uh-huh. he walked out to go get more popcorn. That's a kid who has no idea what's going on in life. Well, okay. Neither the, does the, the grandparents. The, grand, the grandfather, the guy sitting next to me, got up in the middle of the attack. Well, here's the thing. Probably that happens. He had to use a restroom because yeah, that happens to me in just about every movie. Like, yeah. During this Midway movie, I was like, I got, I'm just going to have to hold it. So I held it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is going to be the end of our show. Alan, where can everyone find us? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Right. Uh, we also have our very own website, www.thesonsofhistory.com. That's right. I do want to add another thing. Either, I believe it's going to be next weekend, but... but Coming soon, and, I, and I'll I'll post it. Um, I'll know for sure. I think on Monday uh, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. So I'm going to go. All right. See you later, everyone. Well, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> now we're not going to talk about so much the Revolutionary War, but the the uh, French and Indian War, which was the American theater of the Seven Years' War. The French and Indian War began in the Pittsburgh area, and you know who started it? George Washington. George Washington. So it's right there. Fort Duquesne used to be right on the spot of where Pittsburgh is. It was Fort Necessity. There was another fort, and I don't remember the name, where, where George Washington fired the first shots of the French and Indian War. Happened right there. Right there. And then you had your General Braddock, who uh, he got ambushed, was killed. He got his All butt the, killed. He, yeah, he got his butt <laughs> killed, General Braddock. Um, he's, That's a he's, line from uh, episode one. Is it? Okay, yes, he did. Yes. Yeah, and he's buried that? there. I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. General Braddock. So uh, he was supposed to be the man that was going to conquer. And if you want to check out another Braddock, go uh, go watch Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man about James Braddock. And, and, there, and there's also Chuck Norris. He missing in action. Braddock. So, hey, to uh, <laughs> I love Chuck Word. Norris. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest actors uh, of any generation. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, also yeah, so, um, so I'll, I'll be in Pittsburgh uh, with this month, and we will do some videos of uh, Fort where Fort Necessity, Fort Duquesne. Where I have George Washington's journal. And now let me ask that. you a question: Yeah, is going to Fort Duquesne a necessity? Ah, eh, there we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Also, check out our podcast, and if you are listening on Apple, your jokes on are the Apple pits. podcast. Nah, that, was, right. that was a reach. All right. Um, if you're listening on Apple, please leave us a review. That would be awesome. Or at least rate the show if you enjoy it. 
uh, if you're getting a lot out of it. And if you are getting a lot out of our show and if you're learning stuff, you know, shoot us a DM or shoot us a message just on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, we always, um, we actually had somebody the other day reach out um, and was asking, hey, what are some recommendations on some books on the Civil War? Um, what are some book recommendations on the American Revolution? And I gave them, uh, you know, the Shelby Foot Shelby uh, on the Civil War. Gave them actually the, I think it was the Patriots and the 1776, uh, the McCullough. And so, yeah. Uh, look, Killer Angels. I love I didn't, Kill- I didn't say that one. Though. Killer Angels. But that's no, a fiction. It's, it's a fiction, exactly. but it's based So I'm not going to tell them to, hey, go read a fiction novel. If no, you but you'll get the truth a... about something that went on. That's the dumbest <sighs> thing you've said all night. You, that's I'd dumber did, than what that kid was saying at the no, end no, of the No, no, the dumbest thing I said was that you were pretty intelligent. Uh, when did you say that? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> probably didn't hear me. Man, that guy's really intelligent. <laughs> so, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, check out um, our podcast. Tell your friends and family about it. Mm-hmm. Lastly, we are on Patreon. So, you can check us out on patreon.com slash the sons of history if you want to give um, don't donate to the cause of what we're doing. Um, you can be a member at certain, uh, financial levels. However you say that, yeah. I think it's like the lowest is like five bucks a month or something. So yeah, it'd be a like, really huge help for what we're trying to do. Right. Cause like next so. year we're thinking about going to South Carolina, North mm-hmm. Carolina, yeah. um, hopefully Yorktown, uh, Martha's Vineyard. No, I already did that. I already did that. <laughs> But you know where the southern uh, the southern campaign mm-hmm. uh, took place for the Revolutionary War, uh, we need to we need to visit those. We have we've done the uh, the Northeast. We've done Philadelphia, the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, yeah. Monmouth, which was a yeah. pretty cool battlefield. And, and I then, know, and then all over yeah. New England. And I know, as we always end the show, we always end it on the scripture. And I think we have used this one before, but it's always so fitting. Whenever we're talking about veterans and whenever we're talking about World War II or the American Revolution, which we've discussed um, thoroughly, um, is a scripture that says, greater love has no man than a man who lays down his life for his friends. And you see that all the time. You can read about it all the time about these men who just put their lives on the line literally and died Mm -hmm. and you heard so often or you'll hear so often in interviews, in books, in movies that a lot of these guys, it wasn't even a second thought. It's like you just did it. They were be- and I've I've interviewed soldiers before. It was like you did it because you knew they would do the same thing for you. And that is something that is so powerful. So, um, yeah, whenever we whenever we think of that scripture, maybe we can also think about um what these what these well, servicemen have, have done. The, the, and this is why we want you to honor the vets. If you see a vet, you have to yeah. Thank them for what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and and it's not going to be weird for them, honestly. No. If you just say you just go up to them and say, yeah. I just want to thank you for your service, and you've got a great opportunity this weekend. And I know that you know, like everybody who's listening on the podcast, you know that we're doing this right after watching the the movie on a Saturday night, but. You're probably listening to this on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Today is the day to go and just chat with or just run into somebody because more than likely, since it's Veterans Day, mm-hmm. you will see an influx of veterans with those caps on. Yeah. It says Korean War, Vietnam, Iraq. It will have it on there. 
take that opportunity to just say, hey, thank you for your service to our country. Well, thank like, you uh, for what you've done. I do want to mention uh, Timothy Rogers. He's a, he was a Marine. Thank you for, thank you, Tim. for your sacrifice, Tim. And I also want to throw yeah. out there, I have a good friend. Uh, we grew up together, mm-hmm. Kevin Sumrall. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Afghanistan. He was with the Air Force, intelligence stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. And I, yeah. I, I'll shoot him a text every every so often. Yeah. Um, I want to mention Veterans Day, but thank you for your service, uh, brother. Dan, Dan Flores also. He, of course, he's our good Flores. friend. He's yeah. been on, he's been on our show. Um, I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. for uh, he saw some major stuff in Afghanistan. Yeah. And, so. and I have a good friend Raymond Cipriano who fought in the Korean War. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to get together. I've interviewed him before. Uh, when I was working on the book on the Korean War, um, but also just want to say, love you, man, mm-hmm. um, and I hope you're going to have a great um, Veterans Day. Yeah, because we are free today because of veterans. Yes. And not because of politicians. Yeah. It's because of the veterans. They fought the battles for us. Yeah. We, don't, we, we don't have conscription. We don't have uh, a draft. Right. These people volunteered and... We live. We live in a. We live in the greatest country yeah. in the world, in the history of the world, because of that. Because of veterans. And it's and something. It's something that started at the very beginning of this country. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we love all of you. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to the show. We do hope that you go check out the movie. And if you if you go see the movie, uh, go ahead, uh, leave us a note. Let us know what you think, and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye, everyone. God bless.